What's up, everybody? It's the No Clearance Podcast, where we use hip-hop as a catalyst to discuss life. I'm here with the man that was made in the image of greatness. He got that there from his maker, as the words of the great words of the man we talking about today, Big Crit. Hey, Jay, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. You know, I'm chilling, you know, having had a busy day, you know, but, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I guess I know. I'm good. That's what's up, man. I, uh, dream. I got out of work early today. I was like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> I should stay for the whole shift, but this ain't the life for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, bro. It was like I, I knew go home. I knew I was taking the next day off. I'm taking tomorrow off to get ready for Thanksgiving and everything. So I was a little too amped to just start my my early my quick little vacation. So I was like, yeah, two o'clock yeah. rolled around. I'm like, peace, yo. You know, it really be like that, bro. Like if you know you're gonna be off for a few days, it's like that day before. It's like you got to get out early. Like let me start it now. The earlier, the better. <laughs> I started thinking about that crib. I got to get away from that food. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, today we are discussing Forever is a Mighty Long Time by one of my favorites in the game right now, Big Crit. You see his latest album in the back, but we talking about the album before, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. I'm very excited to get into this one, man. Um, oh, but first, real quick, I want to give a uh, special birthday shout out to my sister, Lexi. Uh, shout, hey, happy birthday to you, Lexi, for real. You've been making a lot of major moves, you know, being a published poet and all that stuff. Uh, I'd shout out your your your, your writings, but I, I forgot the name. Don't judge me. You know my heart. You know my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, much love to you. Happy birthday, yo. Um, <laughs> I did not just say that, did I? <laughs> I couldn't keep all that to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, Jay, you, you got any you know, shout-outs before we get into this? Um, shout-out, Brian, of course. Niggas working, bro. Niggas working. Shout-out. You know, you know, I forgot to do this. I got a tattoo like two weeks ago, and I told her I was going to shout her out, and I forgot. So shout out Gabby Tattoos, young and up-and-coming tattoo artist. You know, she works at a 111 Tattoo, black-owned, women-owned tattoo shop in, in Brockton, Mass. Ooh, okay. I recommend it. They're good okay. over there. Man, ID got his gets his tattoos there too. Shot, we gotta get ID on the podcast. One yeah, of the days. I'm I'm trying to think of a the the perfect album to have more for yep. though. Um, and real quick, just wanted to give you guys our the schedule coming through the end of the year. Um, I think next week we're gonna have Lord Aziantu back on for Flower Boy. We're gonna do Flower Boy with him, and the week after. We will discuss Control by SZA. We're going to yep. have a co-owner of The Throne, Brittany Bryant. We're going to have her on for that episode. So, And then I think after that, we take a quick, very quick hiatus, right? Yeah, we're going to take a little break for the holidays, you know. 
you know, restructure, you know, a little bit, you know, got some, got some plans coming for y'all. So, you know, so excited. So making, excited. Making some changes. So, know? yeah, we just asked y'all just, you know, listen to us through the end of the yeah. year. Um, oh man, so many things you got to do before the episode. We want to ask if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, you know, yep. matter of fact, click that notification. So when we come out, you the first ones to know. If you like it, like it too. If like you don't it, like it, dislike it. It don't matter. You know, we leave a we comment. Know your opinion. Yeah, leave a comment. If we you just listen. want your opinion. We need to know. We want to know who our audience is, and we hey. want to communicate with y'all. Exactly. And if you're listening, um, we ask that you, you know, make sure you subscribe to the podcast for one. And then next, uh, we ask that you leave a rating. Scroll to the bottom. Leave a rating. Uh, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So um, I think we've got – oh, and please, please, we are we are getting ready to drop exclusive content just for our website going into the new year. So make sure you go to noclearancepod.com and subscribe to the website. There should be a little form on the site. Put your name, email address so we can uh, work on, you know, Getting y'all that exclusive content. Also, let us know if you guys would want some merch. You know, we think about, we have some uh, merch, yes. some ideas, you know. But if you guys want it, we'll do it. But we work, we got some ideas. We got a lot going on, working on a lot of future stuff. And let us know when you listen to the episode. DM us. Yeah. <laughs> like, let us let know us- what you guys think on No Clearance Pie, Instagram, or Twitter. Like, just just give us your thoughts on, on what you may want to hear next or what you like about the show. We just want to yeah. hear from you guys. and we Even what you dislike about lives. the show. All the opinions matter for us. We, we're, trying we to make this, we're trying to make this the, the best hip-hop lifestyle podcast possible. So, all right. Thank you all very much. Now we can really <laughs> get, get, get into, into the, the show. show. All right, man. Forever is a mighty long time. And sure, it was sure a mighty long time, wasn't it? Forever is and forever always will be. Yeah, it was. Jay? It's a, it's a long album. Well, let me ask you, let's, let's first start with Big Crib, man. Uh, first of all, what, what do you think about what do you think about the artists, uh, first off? Uh, I've never been a fan of Big Crib. I'm starting with that. Like, I've never really, like, he's talented. He can rap. Nothing, nothing against his rapping. I just never been a fan. Like I've never like could get into his music. Like I tried, I've tried. It's just like it's just it don't like sit with me. Like it just like you listen to it, it's like okay, cool. Like I don't want to go back to it. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I just never have liked him. I wanted to. I've really tried. You've been telling me about him for years. I really I listen to everything he drops, and I'm like, eh, it's a good listen. I probably won't listen to it again. I don't know what it is. I've really tried too. Like. I don't know what it is. I'm not the biggest fan of Big Crit. No felt care. like homework. Listen <laughs> to this album, bro. <laughs> no offense, but you know, I just wasn't. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I like the couple songs though. Okay, okay. Uh, I like the second half of it the most. I am a big fan of the second half. I, I love both sides. We'll, go, yeah. all right, we'll get into that in um in uh sales rack. Uh but when do you when would you say when the first time you hear you heard about Big Crit? Uh 
You told me about them. When Catalactica dropped. You're like, yo, you gotta listen to Catalactica. And I was like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Star Wars? Star Trek? What are you talking about? Battleship Galactica? What are you talking about? What, what, what is this? And he was like, nah, Big Crit. He dropped his album, Catalactica. I said, like, okay, I'll listen to it. Eh, I forgot about it. I forgot it. I, I didn't forget about it. It's just like, I remember in college, we listen, you you listen to it all the time. There's a couple songs on there I like, a couple. Is that the one with country shit? No, no. That's the first song I heard, though. Country remix. shit is the first time you heard them? Yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I thought country shit was on that. But I heard country shit, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. This is how I feel about Big Crit. I don't know what it is. I I feel bad because you love Big Crit so much, but it's just like I'm not a fan of Big Crit. Like he's talented. He's a very talented man. Like he wrote every song. He he's a he's he's talented. I mean, he I watched interviews. I'm like, this man has a really good head on his shoulders. I he got a great personality. It's just like I don't know. I don't know what it is. This is music. Don't sit with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like don't sit with me. Like I can't. Hey, bro. There's a lot of people you listen to that I feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's just like I'm like cool. I feel you. So, you mind if I? Uh, yeah, yeah, go in on your the love for Big Crit. I had to get my piece <laughs> out. Uh, I first heard Big Crit back in high school. Um, somebody played me Children of the World from his Crit Was Here mixtape and I was like okay I rock, I rock with that so I listened to Crit Was Here and I think what I love most about Crit was um, the, the lane that he is in he is in a very niche lane of rap music like we don't get a lot of uh, what he calls um high quality like country <laughs> like country rap like he is from mississippi and uh you know my first thought of mississippi is like old white people kids marry like siblings marrying their siblings <laughs> i don't think of that at all it's wild but like mississippi now like he's really i think for me changed my perspective on the country on like um and it, he like it's just uh, the certain pride he has in that being southern and like not being afraid to speak in that accent, not feeling like he got to really like switch up for anybody. Like, yeah. and you could really tell the difference between him and like Atlanta. Like Atlanta is southern, he country. Like, there's a big yeah. difference. You know what I'm saying? Him talking about candy ends and collard greens. Like, I I know I'm from Maryland, but I just be feeling like I relate with him a lot when he talks about. He gets into his spiritual bag talking about, you know, God and, you know, him being from Mississippi. And that's like part of the Bible Belt. He had he's not afraid to talk about, you know, his relationship with God and, um, you know, him feeling always feeling like an underdog just because his location automatically put him in that space. You know, he always talked about geography lottery. And, uh, you know, if you just because you just because you you already got like an easier path if you from Atlanta, New York, and you know, he just feeling like he had to get it out of the mud. And um, for me, you know, Crit stands for King Remembered in Time. And that's always been like something for me, like um, building a legacy, knowing that 
you may not get praise for what you're doing on this, you know, for what you're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Where everything is about building something, you know, for, you know, further down the line, you know, for, you know, future success. So I really like his whole, um, his whole mission. I like, I like what he got going. And plus, that, you know, his music is great for the car, man. I love the energy. It remind me of like, it remind me, it's like, it's like he's like, uh, this lyrical rapper mixed with like Lil John and the East Side Boys sometimes, like or or David. It's like David Banner reincarnated. Like I think of David Banner. I really think of David yeah. Banner when he when I hear music. Right. Sometimes I feel like he's like he he like a mix of UGK and Outkast. Um, I got a lot of UGK vibes. From yeah, David Banner, UGK. Every time I hear him, that's what I think of. I lo- I like UGK though. I, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love those yeah. those artists, man. Like, um, I don't know what it is about the South or the country, but it's just always seemed like a magical world to me. Yeah, that I just want to be part sound, of. I feel like he kind of sound like Pimp C, just with a little bit of a deeper voice. That's one of his um influences, man. Like, yeah. he always I, talk I could, about Texas and how Texas like was a major influence, and he do a lot of work with Bun B. I could really tell like that Pimp C was like influence because like he he really sounds like pimp c r.i.p pimp c but he really sound like him like every time i hear him i'm like i think of pimp c and then he had that song with with uh bum b and pimp c yeah yeah pimp c like, did the hook man yeah um, R.I.P. yeah from rest in peace pimp c man we man that. came down from heaven bro did the hook and went back speak you remember with you stupid but <laughs> <laughs> you remember when we played uh International players anthem on the bus oh, yeah. on, on the, the way to the way to the wedding. Honestly, I was so jealous. I was like, damn, I want this at my wedding. I was like, if Tyler don't play this at my wedding, I'll be so bad. <laughs> if you don't pay this on our ride to the wedding, I'll be so bad. I smashed up the gray wood. Bow me. You know what I did after that? You know what I did what? after that? What'd I'm trying do? to memorize the lyrics for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we hit the pocket, I would turn heads. Boy. I got two songs I gotta remember the lyrics to. That one and I'm ready by Tevin Campbell. That's funny. That's me and Jada song. That's me and Jada song. I'm gonna be I'ma be rapping that 3000 part two. I'm gonna be like, don't do it. Reconsider. Reconsider. <laughs> you got like you show on the subject. You know what? Fuck it. I mean, you know we got your back like I real frat. <laughs> well, I'll be hitting that part two, you boy. Yeah. <laughs> That was that shit was so dope, bro. Oh, I, was in, I was sitting there, I was like in awe. I was like, shit. That was the greatest. I couldn't even experience. get I couldn't even get involved because I was in so awe, so much awe. I was like, bro, I always wanted this. We I was all, like, I always wanted oh, this. We all got up. We in the bus just standing up. Oh my goodness, bro. That shit was so I was in awe, bro. I was like, I want this. If 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 we don't think UGK <laughs> if we don't think UGK for nothing else. International Players Anthem is just an everlasting classic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was wondering, I meant to ask you, but when you was going on, but I didn't want to interrupt. Are there any other Mississippi rappers? Uh, no, NBA Youngboys? NBA Youngboy from Mississippi? He's from Louisiana. Louisiana? The only, um, the only other person I know from Mississippi is Carlos Miller. Oh yeah, is that where he's from? Carlos. Why did he so funny? I thought he was from Atlanta for some reason. 
and it's funny because they they I, I don't want to say their journeys are similar, but you see how they both doing their own thing independently in the in the in the, you know in their fields, and then yeah. they both like it seemed like Carlos took a little longer to get there, but he's one of the best. Yeah, not that man's hilarious. Oh my goodness, he's hilarious. He's an ordained minister now. Is he really? <laughs> you got to see the last 85 South Show episode. He's an ordained minister, bro. The most recent one with uh, Currency? Yeah. I got to watch it. He can do weddings. <laughs> Yo, I would, <laughs> imagine him doing your wedding, bro. That's hilarious. I want to be able to keep a straight face. <laughs> you going to take little buddy to be your, <laughs> your, 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 your job? You going to take little buddy to be your, to be your thing? I just I just find it so funny how the whole show he be just rolling up. Yeah. It just be rolling up the whole time. <laughs> but then when he when he speak, man, it's like everybody listen. Yo, that, that's a good 85 self show. One day. One day we get on that level. But um All right, so you want to get into the sales rack, man? Uh anything else you gotta say? Nah, that's I really, really like how you explain crit. It makes a lot of sense on why you like big crit. Now that you explain, I might listen to the album. I'm like, oh yeah, this is everything that Ty likes. I love his energy, man. I I just be feeling it, man. Like, yeah. you know, I, there's a lot of rappers like Cole. I listen to his words. Kenya listen to his words, but sometimes the way crit just be like rapping or the way he his melodies sometimes it's just like yeah, just like. Just be fair. I was listening to all his mixtapes uh yeah. today, man. I was listening to um uh It's Better This Way. I was listening to uh King Remember in Time, Craig was here, and I was just and you know, he has some issues album wise. I'm not gonna say he has some of the greatest albums right now. It, like his yeah. mixtape game has always been better just because like the label had always had problems clearing his samples. Like some of the beats yeah. is not even what he wanted. Like he couldn't make some of the albums the way he wanted just because they couldn't clear the samples. Yeah. And um and that's another thing about this album. This is his first independent album. He was able to drop off Def Jam and do this you yeah. know, independently through his uh multi-alumni label. And um you 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 already see like the difference because of the freedom that he that he yeah. able to give himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I'm Watched a bunch of stuff. They're saying like his his mixtapes were album quality. They just they definitely are. I love album his quality. Like they weren't. A lot of people consider them albums, not even mixtapes. They are like he. All his albums are like full out stories to him. Like yeah. Crit, Crit was here was almost based off. Uh, he used a lot of Friday Night Lights references. Yeah, like, talking about Booby Miles and how he kind of almost felt like Booby Miles in a way. Mm-hmm. And then um. You know, every 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 John had a story. Uh, cause the the mixtape he dropped before this album was uh, it's better this way, and I think that was his his announcement to the world that like you know I tried going the route of the label, yeah, but I gotta take it. I gotta be independent cause they don't see my vision. I gotta go. I gotta go a different route. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so, um, man. And then and then he gave us a double album. Yeah, Which I think I always thought it was dope, cause um, and I see I'm starting to see a lot of artists actually do something similar to this. Like, uh, this remind me a lot of like when Wale would just do like 
slow like a slow jams EP and then the next yeah. EP just bars. Yeah. And like so for this album, he really did like a lot of music for the car, like pimping, like all the song about pimping and yeah. And just, you know, just talking it just like talking that talk. And um and then you have that's the big Chris side. Then you have the Justin Scott side. We really talking about deeper things in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like dealing with dealing with having to leave his hometown to, you know, go be successful. Like yeah. his relationships. The Justin Scott side really resonated with me. I really like that side. Go ahead, speak on it. Why why did that resonate with you? A lot more a lot more songs that made me think. Like the first half was dope. It was great. Listening to the car, the beats was like the beats are hard. Like oh yeah, that was like a Substance. Boy, that's a sub series. Like, yeah, yeah. When and when I found out that the Substance was like a series, I went back and listened to all of them. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But um, like Oxcord, those the, that first half had a lot of like bangers. Yeah. But, um, the second half like mixed messages. Keep the double off. Everlasting, Price of Fame, and Drinking Sessions. Those are my songs. Man. I like those songs. Bury Me in Gold, too. Those were good. That's a good song. Like, a lot of oh. them, like, the messages of those songs really resonate with me. Mixed Messages has, like... Yeah, that's, that's, that's major. Yeah, that, the Mixed Messages has uh, made me, like, really think this week out a lot. Like, I got, like, it really made me think, like... Let's get into the sales rap, but, um... Yeah, what, well, um... Let's what, talk about about mixed messages. What do you, what was you thinking about? So what did it have you thinking about? Mixed message. So the line where he says, uh, "I just want to be saved, but fuck the police." Yeah, that's a that, that that's part of the hook. Yeah, that line right there really. Just hearing that line, just really like, it like made me think a lot because my whole life. I wanted to be in law enforcement. Like, I want to be a cop. And sometimes I still want to be in that field. And sometimes I'm not. Sometimes, And I have this, and this is the thing that I got going on with me. It's like, fuck the police. But I still want to be the police. And this is just like something that's like, it's been weighing on me for weeks years now like I've been going back and forth on it for the longest time and it's something that's really been like weighing on me like it's like it's like some it's like the only like the only thing in my life where I am split and I do not know which way to go mm. so like because like being in the field of law enforcement really made me understand like why I don't want to be in it why I don't want to be a police officer, right. but at the same time, I still want to be a police officer because I see the people who are in the field. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you feel like you can um, make a difference. No, it's not even that. It's just some people do it for the wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like A lot of people do it for the, like, the clout. Like, oh, mm. the, the uniform, I get the carry gun, blah, blah, blah. And then some people I know and work with do it because they just want to be the guy walking the grandma across the street. Right. And 
those are the people who need to be cops. Like the ones who like, yeah, I just want to be the guy, you know, walking the grandma across the street, like just making sure people are safe. They, they know they're safe when I'm around, yada, yada, yada. And then there's people who are just like in it for like the badge, the car, I get, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, and seeing that really like turned me off of it because it's more of them and then there are the people who want to do it for the right reasons. And it's, and even the people who say, who are in it, who say they're in it for some of them who say they're in it for that, they still in it for the clout. You feel me? So like, I, I noticed these things and it's like, it's something that's been pulling at me for the longest was cause like, I'm not in it for the clout at all. Like I want to be like, I want to make, I want to be one of them cops and make a difference. Like, situations like the job I work now, situations where like, I guess a lot of similar situations that um, police officers get in and police officers are shooting people and me, I don't have nothing and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't even think to do something like that. Like I wouldn't even think to pull anything out even if the person did have a weapon. Like I just talk them down, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, it's like that song really made me think about that. Like I really, it's something that's been weighing on me for the longest. Like, do I want to go this way? Do I want to go that way? And it's hard, man. And then the song like really made me like, like I said, I don't really, nothing really sits with me with Big Crit. Like none of the songs with me, but this song actually, yeah. like this yeah. song like, really had me thinking okay yeah i think it does talk about the like duality of a person yeah um i know i'm a very i know i think a lot of us have different sides of us you know there's a certain size that we let people see um certain certain thoughts that we let people think you know what i'm saying because i know there's a lot of times my thoughts could be very um uh, conflicting yeah you know with other things you know, um, there's so many, so many things that he said in the hook that's like, you know, very, very, very true to myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, one of the most very, one of the most like, I don't even call it conflicting. Uh, and I'm sure he feels it too, is like the the spiritual side of myself and then just wanting to be, I don't know, just wanting to do things I like doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially as a Christian, it's like, you know, people get on you. Or I don't even think people get on you, but yeah, I do listen to hip hop. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I know a lot of people that just listen to gospel. You know what I'm saying? Feeling like you know, I shouldn't, you know, feeling like I shouldn't listen to it just because of the words and stuff. But me personally, I I, I like to hear people's stories. You yeah. know, and if that's how you put it, if you put it in that version, uh, I and you sound good, I listen to your story. I don't think, yeah. I don't believe it should affect my walk or my faith just because I listen to it, you know, and it don't, yeah. you know. Um, but that's just, you know, I guess it's part of like everybody has their own, I would say, contradictions. But, you know, it's also like um, I would listen to Charlemagne talk to Nikki Giovanni. Yeah. And she said, uh, you know, if you, I guess it's more over time, but like, if you're not contradicting yourself, how are you growing? 
I was gonna bring that up too, bro. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna bring that up. That shit was deep to me. Like, that's why, like, you can't, like, if you're making a product and you go back and listen to everything you do, you're gonna spend the whole time trying not to contradict yourself instead of growing. Right. Sometimes you gotta say stuff that is contradictory to what you say in the past. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's because I've learned. I've yeah. grown. Um, I'm able to figure it out. Uh, but, exactly. And, and, you know, I think that's one thing we have to. Um, you're not going to think the same way you did 10 years ago. That's one thing if we got to work on in life. Yeah. yeah. So now nah, I like these messages. Um, funny, the funniest part of that joint, what do you say? Uh, um, got me a lover, <laughs> but I still want to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, hey, look, I'm agreeing with everything. He get to that part. I said, hold on, hey, wait, don't, hold don't on, get hold me on, in hold trouble. On. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Hold, wait, wait, hold up. Hold don't up. You, don't you get me in trouble, Chris. Yeah, I, nah, that, I ain't down with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so that was good. Um, all right, hey, what's your what's your favorite song on the on the on the album there? Mixed messages. Okay, okay. But I like the transition from mixed messages to keep the devil off me. Cause it's like Oof. cause it's like, okay, he's going through this whole confliction thing and then it goes to the keep the devil off me. And it's like now he's like, all these conflictions, we gotta make sure we keep these negative, these negative thoughts, these ne- this negativity off my back. Okay, I, I like that little little transition right there. I put that song on my gospel playlist. I don't even think people know, boy. Like, I just like with the way he started off. Yeah, I just yo, you feel like you in church for a quick second. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but it's some it's some some good words in there. Like, you know, what's good? What good is those riches if you're six feet under? Yeah, exactly. You know, really talking about like, uh. You know what are our priorities in life for real, for real? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, all you niggas out there buying PS5s ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking because I want that joke. I'll just hate. Yo, don't get me started on the PS5, bro. I ain't gonna, I, I'm, I'm just hating. I don't want to get started either because I tried to ask my wife for the PS5, but I asked so terribly. I'm, I'm yo. Speaking of that, let's if, to get it off topic. So I, you know, like when I'm one of those people, when someone's gonna give me a gift, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> so I finally broke my girl, bro. I broke it. What she get you? <laughs> so for the longest, I I was gonna always buy my own PS5. Like mm-hmm. I was never expecting her to buy me a PS5. But I've been just like the jokes have been funny on social media and stuff. So I've been making the jokes too. I'm like, oh, you giving me a PS5 Christmas? And she's like, no, I'm not giving you a PS5 for Christmas. So I'm like, why would you give me a PS5 for Christmas? What's wrong with that? Do you want me not, not want to get something that'll distract me from you? Is that what it is, right? And she's like, no, I'm just not giving you a PS5. And then she said, I'm not spending no $500 on you. And I was like, you're not going to spend $500 on me? Really? I spent $500 on you? No problem. And then she knew she fucked up when she said that. So I'm getting ready to leave for work. And before I walk the door, she goes, 
just so you know, I was going to get you a PS5 for Christmas. I just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> she was like, I just couldn't get it. And I was like, I was fucking with you. I wasn't expecting you to get it. I broke you. I, I was thinking that in my head. I was like, oh, I broke you. I broke it. <laughs> hey, look, man. More power to you. I, I ain't going to lie. Like, it, 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 she was it, like, it, she was like, it wasn't even the... Uh, it wasn't even that not getting you the PS5 thing. It's the thing when you, when you said I wouldn't spend five hundred dollars on you, like it's not like I wouldn't. Wow! <laughs> I was like, damn, I broke it. Um, it's the duality of me is like, you know, part of me wants a PS5, and yeah. the other part with my knowledge now is like, I'd rather take that money and just buy me some stocks, buy me five hundred dollars worth of stocks. Yeah, which would also be very dope. Like if if I don't know why I don't know why women really like to give 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 gifts. I know it sounds crazy, but like I like giving gifts. I'm just like if she if honestly if she took if if my wife takes the money she was gonna give me for gifts and just bought put them in uh put them in a fund put them in a put them in a stock. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm a happy man. Oh, it's, it's more. It's more to it than just. I mean, money. that's a that's a gift for me. A gift for me yeah. for, would be, hey, I bought you some stocks. Yeah. Well, you're, you're thinking about like you're thinking more of like in terms of like financial growth as opposed to just sometimes getting someone a gift is just because it's something that they want. And then, yeah, you know what I'm saying it's like yeah. it's more than just like a gift has nothing to do with the money you're spending. It has to do with that's a thing that like you know that person would like and would love. Nah, but I understand that. But I'm I, I I've honestly been considering like just buying. If I had the money, I would just buy people stocks for Christmas. Yeah, like I would rather buy something to help you. That's make like a long term thing, though. That's yeah, a long-term yeah. Thing. I would buy something to help you make more money. You'll thank me ten years yeah. down the road, and you know because. Sometimes people just ain't don't be grateful, and I'm yeah, sure some, some people. But some, you know, some people just don't. Money's not the only thing that's important to a lot of people. Um, but that like only, money, that's money. not even. But that's not even really like. That's not giving people money though. That's like invest, I know you giving that's them legit investing in somebody. Yeah, you're giving them future, but at the same time, it still technically counts as money. Yeah, you know? You're giving them future money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's like do what you want with it. You can sell it and do what you want yeah. with it. But, <laughs> I but mean, it's the same thing. You're just giving someone money for Christmas. It's oh, feels cold. Yeah, it feels cold. For yo, imagine, imagine my kids. Yeah. I bought you some stocks for Christmas. <laughs> 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 Empty Christmas tree, nothing the, under that job. The, the kids are crying. They're like, yeah. "Daddy's a monster." What'd you get you? I got you that Amazon stock. Better be happy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna get it till like they 30. It was yeah, awesome. They exactly. said a joke. But uh all right, man. Uh keep the double off. Yeah. Gotta keep the temptations off you. That's funny how we got there. But uh yeah. I do like keep the double off. Uh my favorite song is Get Away. Dog. I play like every time that song plays, I gotta play it back like three times. Yeah. Like the first time I play it, I rap with it. 
then I run it back and I just go through my go through my field. Like, man, it's just it's just one of the it's just a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> it's a serious mantra. Like, I gotta get away from that bullshit that they on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's a good I like the uh the message behind that song. Like sometimes you just gotta get away. You just gotta like when bullshit, like when people come up, come to you with a bunch of nonsense, the bullshit that doesn't even have to do with anything. Like it has no like effect on your life. Let me just get away from it. There's no, it's not gonna better me. It's not gonna. And you know, a lot. If it's uh, not, a, if it's not making me better, then and right. it's not, like there's no point. I like that. That's a good mentality to have. Sometimes you can't, you can't have that mentality the whole time. Like every day, it's hard to keep that mentality up. But well, not only that, man, you just. It's more like I ain't finna let none of this affect the way I live. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like, I, you know, one part of the song, you know, he's saying, like, you know, I can't wait on the government. Got to do it myself. Stack all yeah. my chips up. Never gonna slip up in case my folk needs some help. Like, yeah. It, it reminded me, like, you know, when, when Trump first got in the office, everybody was all worried and stuff, which, yeah. you know, with the, with the pandemic now, I get it. But, like, at the initial, <laughs> when he first, when he first, was like, when he first was elected, I was like, this thing ain't gonna stop me from doing what I wanna do. Like, he, he ain't gonna stop it was a me sad, from, It was a sad it was, day. It took a it took a lot of people a little bit longer to But I was I was I was pissed that people was like scared like I was like, nah, it was it was scary though. I'm just telling you how I'm feeling. Yeah. I, I understand the situation. But when you came president, I, I was I was talking to talking to uh, my wife on the phone. Yeah, I'm just scared. I was like, man, fuck that nigga, man. I'm finna go do what I need to do. Like, at the yeah. end of the day, especially for men, like, bro, only person that's gonna stop you is you. Yeah. At my, the end of the day, I was like, man, forget him, man. I still gotta yeah. go to work the next day. Well, this is, what did this guy got nothing to do with me? Yeah, I got to, I eventually got to that point. But at first, I was like, damn, this sucked. Now, this year, and, I was tripping. During the, I was tripping this year, the election. This year uh, I was like, we need, I need this man to lose. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for real. I got to the point where it's like, I was like, man, I mean, I ain't never had a fuck president in our favor ever. So it's not that big of a deal. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> ain't nothing changed. I was like, even when Obama was president, it was still motherfucking racist ass niggas everywhere. They were trying to hang that nigga. They will talk about, talk about, oh, Trump come president. We going we gonna die tomorrow. No, we ain't. And ain't nothing Bro, gonna change for us right away. We have always had, as black people, we have always had to look over our shoulder. It don't matter exactly. who the president is. All this does is make us more sensitive. Exactly. Even more sensitive. But it's like, no matter who the president was, we still had problems as the people we had to figure out. Exactly. There's a lot of people in our community, you know, still people, living, check to check. Right. Black people are still getting shot by the police. When still, Obama still was getting, exactly. So it was like you know we 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 was going we was going to have the only problems thing, and things to figure out regardless. The only thing was scary about that nigga become president because that nigga was fucking stoking the fire. Yeah, that nigga was giving them them the racist confidence to keep doing what they, but to do what they they were too afraid to do because they thought they were going to get chastised. But then they get he gave them. He gave them the confidence to make the communities that they can be a part of where they can have all the same opinion and go on fucking marches like in Charleston, South Carolina, 
Charleston, mm-hmm. uh, that march in Virginia was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was in the uh, area. I was in that area during that daggone march. Oh damn, that's crazy. At a wedding, I was like, bro, oh, shit. Oh, fuck that noise. Nothing like he, he was. He armed. He armed them with the. Even though some of them, some of them supporters were saying that, oh, you don't. I'm not. You don't. Just because I vote for them, I'm racist. It's not that you're racist. It's just that you're supporting somebody who has no problem letting racists do what they do instead of, you know what I'm saying? Like, he he has no problem letting them do what they do. Well, let me ask you something. What would have happened if we all just agreed to ignore the man? And not in the sense of politically, like, needing to get things done. But yeah. what if whenever he tweeted, nobody responded. Or what if, all right, if they do do those marches, you only marching for a day. How about, like, why care? And just, we need to figure out a way to handle our, like, our business. Like, what, like, I think it's just like, why let him take that energy from you? Because when you see evil being done, some people just can't stand there and watch it. I'm not saying we stand there and watch. When, it. when you see, when you see, not st- like you but said, you can't it. fight hate with hate. With hate. Yeah, I'm not saying we gotta go love them. I'm also saying, you know, the same way they have meetings and be all, you know. Uh, and be all you know schematical the word they they like they be they just be planning shit like when are we gonna really sit down and like actually come up with a like a unified is is that even possible to come up with like a unified plan where it's like all right no, really no matter what they do we gotta get some things done like, do you know what I'm saying? I just don't, yeah. I just really hate how, like, the president, the former, well, he's going to be former in a second, but it's like, I really hate how a lot of people, he really took a lot of people's just, like, mental, like, the the, the, the mental space that could have been used for, you know, other, for betterment of other things you know, people really let him, like, take away that peace that they had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was really painful. These past four years have been painful to see people's energy being spent on talking about that man. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Some people, it's just, like, I guess, like, some people don't have thick enough skins to be like, whatever, fuck that nigga. He ain't going to ruin my day. But at the same time, some people within those and those people, they're like, this really is like, it like really fucked up a lot of people that people voted for this man. Like so many people was like, let's get this man as president who stoked the fire of hate so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not cool. A lot of people, it don't sit right with, like it don't sit right with them. Like, like they just can't live knowing that like this, the world is so fucked up like that. Where it's like, especially in America, where people are like this, the land of the, the free, and like we 
we're supposed to be a unified country, but there's so many people who are like down with hate. Hmm. You know, uh, maybe it's just, maybe it's just my, my spirituality, you know what I'm saying? Like, and as a Christian, we all say you know, the world is going to get worse. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's just known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we just got to have that peace, you know, the, the, the peace in God is what gets you is really peace in God is really what gets you through times like these where, you know, where it's like, yeah. you know, no matter what's going on around you, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. piece that passes all understanding to know that everything is in control. While it sounds so crazy. Yeah. That sounds crazy, but it's like, yeah, God has everything in control. And I would just hope that more people had that type of peace. Cause it's like, man, these past couple of years, like he really, it wasn't even a physical thing. It was just, this whole thing was mental. This whole thing yeah, felt like nah, just a fucked, mental warfield, war like a mental battle. A lot of people, yeah, he fucked with, a, he fucked up a lot of people by just saying the shit he was saying, doing the shit he was doing, and it's just yeah, it's something that we had to live with. Thank God we don't got to live with it no more. I'm happy he's gone because I know. It's weird to say like we're getting back to a state of normal because before oh, like, I can't I don't know if that's possible. Before you know it's not even that. It's just like before he was president, like it's the same shit was happening, especially to black people. But like when him being gone, I feel like a lot of people who spent their energy and time talking about this man and how much this nigga sucks, yeah, can use that energy for other things. Especially right. with everything that's happening, yeah, man. Um, brutality and like just everything, everything in general. Like specifically, more, more importantly, my thing is like we gotta fix this policing in general because mm-hmm. it's like that's my big one right now because that's like a huge issue, especially since like you can't even have an interaction with somebody who's supposed to be protecting you. Yeah. Like they're supposed to like, I'm gonna get back to it. Cause like, this is something I told you mixed messages really got this me thinking about. This is what I've been thinking about all week. It's like the, the police officer was supposed to protect and serve. And the mentality is I'm going home. I don't give a fuck about you. No matter what, I'm right. going home to my family. And it's it's, that's it's understandable. Police. That's understandable if you're a police officer and you get in them situations. It's like, I'm going to make sure I'm there for my family. But at the same time, that's not the job you signed up for. You you signed up. This is just how my feeling on police is. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. but When you're a police officer, you're signing up to put your life on the line for the people. Like... If you're safe, like if there's something going on, you're getting everyone out first, and then you're going in. And if you don't make it, you gotta make sure you're. It's something that you gotta be okay with yourself. And I feel like a lot of people who get in that field aren't okay with that. Like they're not like they're like not okay with like I'm going to die, mm. and. And then they're not okay with that. So every time they go in a situation, they're like, especially with, I'm going to say it with black people, it's, that's what it seems like. 
they're going into it like, oh, they're going to kill me and I don't want to die. And it's like, you go, you got to go into that situation like, yeah, I could die, but let me do it the right way because if I do it the right way, I won't die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's too much of me, me, me. I'm going to protect me. We going to protect us as, a, as opposed to we going to protect them. You, you feel me? I feel you. I see where you're... Uh, so, like, when I hear them say, oh, defund the police, we can't defund the police because where where uh, they need the police, where police are needed. That's true, but at the same time, that money that we're asking to be taken away is only being paid to people because they're working overtime for shit they don't need to do overtime for. Right, so we take that money and put it to people. And put that... it to put it to education because these teachers is working hard as hell. Why are teach people who are teaching people to become billionaires not <laughs> making money? You know what I'm saying? Like it don't make no sense because some people become billionaires and their teachers struggling their whole life. You know, you feel me? You know, I've been thinking about that with the education system. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really considering like just start donating to the the public school systems so that yeah because it's kind of crazy the the difference between public and private like it's almost ridiculous yeah. and then private schools getting so expensive private schools getting just as expensive as college education now yeah you know what I'm saying so it's like there's no middle ground for schools exactly. and then charter schools all they try to do is pass the test so I don't even think the kids really even learning that much unless you have like an amazing teacher exactly. So remember that remember that argument we got in back in college? Oh, about about private school, public school. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I said you was privileged. Oh yeah. I was, was upset. Well he was, he was bad at me, and I was I wasn't even trying to offend you. I was just letting you know like the differences between public school and private well, yeah, school. Like well, maybe I didn't say it the right way, but like the the I I mean the older I get I realize like what well, just having two parents in the world is almost a privilege yeah. which is sad that's that's a sad thing nowadays oh I think I said that to you too having that I, having that in the world is almost a privilege but you know going through private school like it's a lot of financial aid involved you know what I'm saying? no no but, no I understood that I, I just I, remember- that conversation back then and you got yeah, really upset but it's weird because calling a kid. You know, I don't feel like I ever acted privileged. That's what really yeah. happened when you say I never felt like I acted like uh I never feel like I acted like I needed to work for folks. I I didn't have to work for anything or like uh But that's the uh that's the um what you call it? That's the thing of being privileged. That's why white when you call a white person and tell them about white privilege, they don't understand it. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's right. Crazy. Right. So like that day when I, we had that conversation, I I didn't know I made you so upset. I do. I just never thought of myself as privileged. Like I, I don't get me wrong, I knew I had it better than some people. Yeah, but I was never raised to be. Uh, I, like my parents raised me like I was broke. Yeah. <laughs> like no, no, that's you know and that's and that's something real. That's something that that that's important, especially with. With, with you being able to go do what you had was able to do in life, even though you had to work hard for it and you was working hard and you never felt as if 
you was doing better than the next person because you was working hard, yep. just as hard as people who who just aren't in the same space as you. You probably working just as hard as somebody else who's like in the same situation, who, who just had a little bit worse situation, probably works the same way as them. But for some reason, it doesn't like equal the same. You know what I'm saying? I think like, so. Like, like if, like, a pub, like public school, private school, like someone who, someone in public school could be working just as hard as you're working. But if that public, just that private school education is just a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, you guys working, putting the same amount of effort in, you know what I'm saying? No, I totally understand because I talk to people who went to public school and it's sad because, look, man, PG public school system, um, from what I hear, is is just like nobody really cares. They kind of yeah. just fast track people through there and nobody's really learning how to write papers. Nobody's yeah. really actually, you know, learning, you know, math or nobody even introducing people to different careers at that stage in yeah. high school high school is a, a stage where if you can get if you can get kids very interested in something at that age then they could really like go above and beyond so i get yeah. what you're saying in regards to the education why like being privileged in that manner because i know you you know when you came to college uh you you we started off at different levels yeah that's no that's no offense to you that's just we started off at different levels but i know you know, when we ended, you know, we could see, you know, you could you could see how much work you put in and everything. Um, but I, I do understand that. I like I know like even um our homie Nancy, you know, she one of the smartest yeah. people we know. But even she had to say, like, when she got to school, she had to put in like twice as much work just to catch up. Yeah. Just because of where she, she started at. Went to public school. Yeah, man. Yeah. How we and get to this? I, I don't know how we got to it, but uh, that was a good conversation. That was a. I I'll never forget that day because I remember like I don't even know yeah, why you guys. Yeah, honestly, bro, I'm a hard working dude. Yeah, you know, I, I and, never. And I I'm never, a hard working dude true. in a lot of things, and I I never felt like I grew up. Like privilege yeah. to me was like. Would you say when like, we had that conversation it was like low key a wake up call? Like it was not a wake up call, but like something you never realized before. Yeah. I, I would say that, uh, but I, it wasn't never something I, I'm not, it's never something I'm ever going to be uh, afraid to say like, yeah, yeah, yeah my nigga, I, I grew up going to private school. Yeah. My father went to the Air Force and sacrificed his life so he yeah. can get a certain, so he can give his kids a certain level of comfortability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And that's important in itself because it's it's like, it's not your fault that your father worked super hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, and it's not my fault that like my, the way I grew up, my circumstance, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, yeah, so, it's, it's, it's not bad things at all. It's just yeah. like, sometimes it was you just realize it was just a realization. Yeah. I definitely, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. You know, but I, 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 I never, I think that was our most important conversation of our four yeah. years of college. <laughs> yeah, because when I thought of when I think of privilege, like I, I thought I think of them niggas that live in Bowie. Yeah, you Bowie niggas know. out there. I, I know you won't get it. I gotta yeah. drive you around PG once or twice, one a couple more times just to show you what I'm talking about. I always think of the niggas that live in like Bowie and and you know uh, certain certain parts of Upper Marlboro and stuff like that. I never thought like like where I lived or like. 
you know, my circumstances put me in like a we because we like we like low mid low and middle class. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like my you know, my parents had was working, yo. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, but it it is the fact that I I am I would say it like it's like I like I said before, bros. It's definitely a privilege to have two parents. Like my mom's ran a daycare, and then my father, like on top of re- yeah, and retired still, and military, he had a job. So yeah, that's just like, like a blessing in itself. Yeah, like and, it was um, still working. But the, honestly, one of my like realizing that is another part of like something that I. I will want to push more for in our community. Like, yeah, I can't tell you, and you know, everybody got their own circumstances. But like, two parent households in the black, like more two parent households in the black community would like change almost everything yeah. for for us as a people. Literally, I, I, uh, I've been saying that as well because I mean, I didn't grow up in a two parent household. But my my girl, she grew up in a two parent household, and that's like rarity because I don't know many people. You and my girl are like the own one of the two of the only black people I know that have a two family household. Like not many black people I know have like been raised by both their parents. Yeah, like not many, not many I can think of, or like they was raised by both their parents, but both their parent their parents aren't together. Yeah, yeah. And they live in two different homes. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like their dad's always coming around and they live with their mom, but their dad always comes around like a couple days a week or like once a week. And it's like, I've never seen like two black parents in the same house. Like my uncle, no, my uncles, my my uncles, some yeah. of them are still with, their, were married and they raised kids. That's where I seen it first with them. But growing up, my friends and stuff, it was all different. And I think that's where, uh, I think that's Big Creek kind of talks about that in Higher Calling. Yeah. I think um, that song resonate with me, uh, realizing that the things you do in your relationship, you know, you're going to get to a point where you realize this can be more than just a relationship. Like, yeah. I never forget, um, when Drew and I got married, like that really, it, it wasn't just us getting married. Like it affected so many people. Yeah. Like we get married next, you know, my brother-in-law decides to like, Hey, you know, his, his fiance is like, we're going to make this official. We're going to get this wedding going. And then yeah. like our cousin, they get married the same month as my brother-in-law. Yeah. My boy, uh, decides to propose. I got people talking to me like, "Hey, me and my boyfriend, you know, we wanna, uh, you know, we we think about talking to you too soon because we considering marriage." And it's like when you when you take that next step, you like you realize that it's so much more than just two people deciding to be with each other forever. Like, now you starting a family tree that is like connected with no like no offense to nobody like connected with no confusion yeah you ain't worrying about you know trying to like like people look to you 
just off the fact that you made a commitment to somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 almost crazy how that like is a certain level is a level of respectability that you start to have because of it. And then um even when you know your your mindset changes as a person when you yeah. when you put that ring on your finger. And um it's just I just I I just want to see more of it as a people. And then but the hardest part is of course you know, it, it all looks good from the outside. A lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, because marriage is so important, it's a, marriage is very important, but a lot of people don't put in that work beforehand. Like, yeah. people, pe- a lot of people don't know, like, my wife and I took a premarital class before getting married. And, you know, it's, I took it at my church. Some people may not be in the church so, you know, I really recommend to anybody who even considering marriage with a person, like take some type of marriage, like pre-marriage counseling. So you guys are on the same page beforehand. You take like a pre-marriage counseling so that there is no surprises before getting into this. Yeah. It's like, once you say I do, you say I do. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. took a, we took a premarital class in my church and that thing was like, I think it was like eight months, you know, it was, it was, Damn. it was twice a month. Like you had homework. We had to have meetings with each other, like really discussing some very tough topics. But like, because this, because like what you're planning to do has, is a lot at stake with what you decide to do when you get married. Like do not just go in there with, just planning a wedding like put the work in to like like understand your partner's financial situation like talk about how certain things affect you how can you guys communicate better what is your roles as a a partner in this in this marriage understand your roles like there's so much more to it than you don't take getting married lightly yeah like, don't just just because you love her <laughs> like don't just go get a ring because you love her i'm not saying you shouldn't because love's a very important factor but make sure you guys are on the same page about a lot of stuff make sure you guys yeah. know how to how, know how to have some type of conflict resolution you know what i'm saying yeah um i i like that's so important for me to tell because I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see people get married, you know, in our, at our twenties. Cause you know, this is, it is, it is young. Like if you in your twenties, like you're getting married young, you know, yeah. the person you marrying is going to change. I don't want to see people 10, 15 years from now, you know, going through a divorce and really messing up the family dynamic just cause you ain't put in the work beforehand. Yeah. So like, if you listen to this, man, please. Put in, do a do, go to a premarital class, uh, and a lot of churches, whether you go to their church or not, they'll take you. Yeah, they want to see your marriage work, whether you know, or or do some type of pre-marriage counseling with somebody, but put in that work beforehand, because like you know, like yeah, Chris saying, like this is a higher calling once you get into this. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Woo, I had to get that off my chest. Nah, nah, that's important because marriage is an important thing. 
I have the same philosophy as you when it comes to marriage. It's one time thing. Like I'm marrying you, I'm staying with you. Like it's not like I'm marrying, we're gonna get divorced in twenty years, fifteen years. Now nah, this is it. This is like, it. and it's important to make sure you you know the person you're with is like on the same page and and you know like they know that like this is it like we and yeah. it's good then you can fully understand the person you're with and like don't like i'm saying I, i'll really say take a class because look when you in this when you're in that stage of relationship when you propose the you, you just love the person yeah like, no matter what they do you know you get married to them like you love them, but you you know you gotta have like a third party in there that's just looking at y'all like, uh, look at these people, look at these two. Yeah. They think they think they know each other. I'm about to put them to the Cause, test. Cause there's those there's those days when you're like, I really don't like this person. You have those <laughs> days. You have those days. Hey, man. Like I don't. You still love them, but you just like I don't like you today. Man, look, I and I like you gotta be able to communicate and make sure like that's not something that like. I'm still learning. I'm still learning about, about my wife. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, she don't never finish a glass of water. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> I see that. I see that glass of water half empty, dog. <laughs> I mean, like, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> my mind. <laughs> but I, I'll also be like, bro, there's a lot of stuff. You don't do so. Don't yeah. even start. Just pour that water in the sink. Keep it pushing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You um, gotta understand yourself as well as the person you're with. Yeah, man. So it's important. You know, you gotta ask yourself if the chemistry you got is everlasting. You'll yeah. get it if you listen to the album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh um, man, shout higher calling and Jill Scott on that song, yeah. boy. You know, Jill oh. Scott. She can sing. This is the second album we got Jill Scott feature. I think we got to get a Jill Scott album. I never, I never forget uh, how they put her in that fat suit in that Tyler Perry movie. Was it a fat suit? Yeah, they put her in a fat suit and then she took the fat gained, suit off. I heard she gained weight for the for the role. Oh, I thought she put nah because she lost weight in the role. Exactly. I, I so I'm assuming they just put her in a fat suit no. and then when they in the end of the movie. So did they record? So. So did they do what they usually do, like with uh, movies when people lose mad weight? They film down the end of the movie first when they're good, and then throughout the force of filming, she like gains weight. To be honest with you, I think it was the clothes. I think they just put in a fat suit, a sm- not a big fat suit, but like a, they put it probably put it, like the clothes they put her in, and they put her like they probably put some padding on in the clothes and make her look bigger than she really was. I don't and, know how you put a thick woman in a in a fat suit. That that's the point because she was supposed to be like obese and then now she, then no, she lost no 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 we're gonna stop right there that's how they, that's no. how they portray, portrayed her in the movie she was not mean ass husband obese is a little little far she was a little big nah, they, they, they was, <laughs> but that's what they, that's what they're trying to hint at yeah then, yeah but then you know they put her in a fat suit i don't know why that remind me i never forget my brother made a statement one time to this girl he said, girl, you're not fat. You thick. <laughs> oh, let me say that a little. You thick. <laughs> I'll never get that lie. You not fat. You thick. <laughs> My brother like Drake. You little thick with That's too funny. Um that's what song, what song you think the big three should be on? Oh man. Whew. 
I would like to hear J. Cole on Bury Me in Gold. Okay. I think he I would, would add a very nice addition to that song, um, especially with the way he's rapping about gold and stuff. Cole always raps about stuff like that. So I think he would be great for that. I think I think uh you could put Cole on maybe Price of Fame. Mm. That was thinking that for Cole. Um I'm gonna put Drake on nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it seemed like that's a commercial song. That's not that's my least favorite song. I love it. It just reminds me of the strip club. Ain't nothing. Yeah, Drake could be good on nineteen ninety nine. I love songs that remind me of the strip club. Uh, or you could put Drake on the UGK song because that nigga loves UGK too. Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of his theme to take care, right? Yeah. So, and Kendrick, you could put Kendrick on mixed messages. That's how I think. Kendrick on mixed messages or uh, drinking sessions. I want to hear Kendrick on confetti. I want to hear Kendrick rap yeah. on a hard beat like that. Um, yeah, confetti. Uh. I, I I can hear I can see him on drinking sessions too because it sounds a lot like I. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, I feel like Kendrick and Crip probably can talk about their uh, their issues with alcohol, and that'd be that'd be good. <clears throat> that would be good. What do you think of uh, "Bury Me in Gold"? Uh, I like the message behind it. Essentially, was saying like, "Bury me and go." Was talking about this. Is how I took it. Essentially, uh, bury me and go. Bury the bury me happy. Essentially, is that what he's trying to say? Like, when I'm out this world, the money's not important. It's more important like the people you have with you. Something like that. Uh, what I took from it was so the hook the hook kind of says you know bury me in gold just in case i'm forsaken and i have to pay for my soul yeah so what he's saying is you bury me in gold if i i i'd give i'd give the lord all this gold so i can be in heaven like all this yeah. really don't mean nothing to me i i just have it here so that yeah. if 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 i feel like i if i'm like in debt or he ain't yeah. let me in like, look, bro, I give you all this. Just, I just want to see my grandmother. I want to, yeah, you know, you know, all this ain't as important as, as you know, my soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that song always give me like just some chills for some reason, especially yeah. when he when the, he finally explains where, it. Yeah, the part where he's with the, the the grandmother part is, I give up everything to see my grandma again. I was like, that's dope. It's deep right there. I met my grandmama, boy. My grandma, last memory of my grandmother, she fried these big old ch- pieces of chicken. I ain't, <laughs> bro, you can ask my brother about it. <laughs> we came to her house. She was like, I fried some chicken for your drumsticks. <laughs> this big. I'm like, where she, where she get this chicken from? <laughs> you know, yo, most people can, you know, they fried the wings. Yeah, she fried the whole drumsticks. The whole drumsticks, bro. Rest in peace. Fried chicken breasts. Rest in peace, Myra. Love you. Love you. Oh, man. All right, worst song, worst song now. Uh, I didn't like 1999. Mm. 
I didn't really like it. I skipped it. It was the last times I skipped, but uh, I didn't like that one. That one, it, it seemed like he was trying to make it a radio hit. See, he always got stripper songs, though. So, it, yeah. Now, for me, I was like, oh, this is strip. This is strip song. I don't really feel like he tried to make radio hit no more. I mean, I know, I know, but it just sounded like it was like his attempt at a radio hit. It was like a just a song that'll be played and played on the just played. It was like his mainstream song. Like, I like that. I like because when I when I first heard, I mean, look, everybody love love back that thing up, man. Juvenile, yeah, is a legend for that one. But so I I appreciate I appreciate yeah. the 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 I nah, appreciated was, the ode to juvenile. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was uh, it was all right. Like it was the worst song on the album compared to all the rest of the albums. Kind of was, like, yeah, worst. Um, for me, for me, the worst song. <laughs> I, I honestly hated that classic interlude. Um, oh yeah, that was silly. I love all the songs, so I really yeah. just didn't like the interlude. Uh, but I, I got, I understood what he was saying. Like you know, how you can't judge an album as a classic if it comes out. Mm-hmm. It's only been out for a week. Yeah, there's some real classics out here. Like for me, um, a classic is like. What's going on by Marvin Gaye? Like I think that's one of yeah. like, the greatest, the greatest albums. Like some, something that's some still, years. it needs like decades. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you can't tell some call some a classic till it's been out for till till for like twenty years. You could say something you, could be a could, could be a, you could say like something like this will be a classic. Yeah, what you grow up listening to? Like, did you grow up listening to classics? To classics like that? Uh, I can't really remember. I think my mom used to have random tapes in the car, so she had Marvin Gaye. Uh, my grandmother loved Ed, Etta James and Etta James. Cheryl. She loved oh jazz. Patti LaBelle. She liked uh, Patti Labelle. She liked all of them. Glass Night. Oh, okay. She um, loved Patti Labelle though. She loved. <laughs> my grandma loved Patti Labelle. He's the but, right kind of lover. But, but I mostly. <laughs> My mother, most I mostly just listened to hip hop. My mom was like, she loved LL Cool J. Oh, my pops love LL Cool J too, she, man. She loved Genuine. I listened to a lot of Genuine as a little kid when my mom, when I was young, real young. It's actually so hilarious. I a lot of Genuine, a lot of LL Cool J. Um, R. Kelly. Um. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, if you ever need to say it, baby, again, just say boondocks. I'll give it to you. Boondocks. Okay, boondocks. <laughs> uh, a lot of boondocks. And uh, yeah, I, I can't really. Radio stuff, whatever was on the radio. My mom loved Beautiful. My Beautiful. music soul chat? Oh, for real. Yeah, she loved Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you know, in the house, when we was in the house, it was gospel. So, like, yeah. I grew up on. Kurt Franklin, Fred Hammond, uh, Donnie McClellan, Byron Cage. Um, but when I was driving, you know, some of the favorite times, drive with my pops, uh, 96.3 WHUR, man, like 96.3 and 102.3 was all like the old school R&B hits, you, yeah. know, you know, Stevie Wonder playing. Uh, it just ain't like, like uh, what's the other? This is a couple other groups, but any like any time that R and B station would come on, that's how I really just became an old man. 
Like people like just playing those stations. And anytime we go, Philly has one heck of like they got some really good R and B stations in Philly, like the old school mm-hmm. joints. because uh, they just be mixing like all day. You know, they don't do they don't do that like top twenty rotation. I can't stand that. But um I really can't yo, I really like all right, all right. I, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I mean to yeah. talk to you about this with this whole the, you know, that whole J. Cole ain't got no replay value been like killing me. <laughs> it's been killing me, right? And 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 let me I like you would say he don't get playing the radio a lot, but the radio is, is trash. Like the radio, the radio, the radio stuff up. I'm not saying I right, I'm not but saying listen, the, the radio gets paid to play certain stones by the labels. Yeah, sometimes yeah, but payola. My thing is we can't base replayability off of radio. Well, not anymore. Not like, anymore. But it's been this like this for a long time. Like pretty much since high school has been like this. I, I, yeah. Like maybe maybe when we got to college. But like with streaming, who, it, unless you, unless well, you got a call from like 2011, like nobody yeah. listens to the radio. No, that's, what that's what I'm, what I'm saying is I got this the, the, who got me thinking like this is Charlemagne. Yeah, heard I, Charlemagne I, yeah, I've heard yeah. Charlemagne talk about Cole. I ain't gonna say f that man because I respect Charlemagne, but Charlemagne yeah. really, really be upset me when he talk about J Cole. You better respect that brother. Listen, listen. When he said that, I never <laughs> thought of it before until he until he said it, and I was thinking about. It. I started when after he said that, I was thinking about. It. I was like, oh shit! You know what? They don't be, he don't, like, it's not, you got to be, unless you a Cole fan, like I said before, unless you a Cole fan, you will listen to his shit all the time. But the casual fan who's, who I was talking about, I was being objective. I want to talk about this though. I was being objective. The casual fan is not going to re-listen to J. Cole's music. All right, listen. Casual fans going to listen is gonna listen to the Drakes. Gonna listen to to the uh to the futures. They're gonna listen, they're gonna replay those song those out al- whatever albums they Check drop this. over and over again. Cause today's about big crits. So I don't wanna get too deep yeah. in this. I respect that argument. I just this it was like two weeks in a row you brought up the radio, and it's like the yeah. radio really does not dictate replay value not anymore we're streaming up but i'm just like we can't use that argument at the same time you still can because radio's still out but radio plays some of the most radio does not tell you if it's replayable because radio is getting paid to play the song it's not like the not, radio not, is deciding all of the time, to play though. the song not all of the time though because they still have the freedom to play whatever songs they want to play no, they don't. The, 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 yes, they do. Maybe they have when their, maybe the they DJ have makes top twenty. Maybe they have the DJ top makes the top twenty. Is paid they though. The, they have the top twenty that they have. To, they always have to put those songs on, but they still can play. They can still push songs that like they like. It's not as big. It's not as important now as it was back. I just, I, I, I just can't. I can't. Maybe 10, 12 That's, years ago. I'm going to leave it there. I just can't. I just don't think radio is part of the replayability question. I'm I'm talking about the casual fan, though. I'm casual fan don't listen to radio, though. 
the casual fan, the casual fan don't listen to J. Cole. I don't believe that. Look, we go, we 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 gonna have this done because we here to talk about Creek. We here to talk yeah. about Creek. So we gonna I'm gonna keep moving. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to talk about this no more. Anyway, I said what I said. That's not how I feel. I just I'm being devil's advocate. Anyway, I respect it. I respect. I it. listen to everything J Cole is play. I, I respect it. I listen to everything J Cole. He dropped an album. I'm listening to it. I respect. I'm listening to it again. I listen to it for a whole two three weeks. I respect. Then I give it a break. Let's do it again a couple after that. <sighs> Tell you, I'm a J. Cole fan. I'm just being objective. Sometimes you just got to think about. We've both been people. objective on this show. Yes. I understand. I just, I did not. Talk about the snowboard, man. I did not like that stance on, that you took on the I, I understood everything else you were saying. I'm, I'm All right, that's it. Oh, no, we done. I ain't rethink it, though. <laughs> anyway. We do a worst song. Uh, did we go favorite favorite song? Favorite song? You said I didn't. Even, did, I, did we say that? Yeah, I said get away. Yeah, that, we asked that in the beginning. Mixed, you didn't tell said me. Said the yours. three king. Get away, my favorite song. Yeah. Get away. Uh, as a matter of fact, get away is my favorite song on is overall, but it's also my favorite song on volume one, and then uh, volume two, I would say my favorite song is everlasting. Okay. If song we gotta do it by volumes. Volume one. It's confetti. Volume two is mixed messages. I tried to do something fancy with my uh on Instagram one time. I tried to post like the lyrics to Everlasting with a picture of my yeah. wife on there. And I've tried to play the song in the car with her in the car like 20 million times, right? Yeah. So I put the lyrics up and she like, You think I'm ratchet? I'm like, if you listen one time I when I'm in the car. Nah, I literally did the lyrics, bro? Like he, you know, in the lyrics, he's like, even if you ratchet, are you classy? Are you classy? He said that in the lyrics. I literally, I'm like, if you listen to anything I play in this car, <laughs> you would know. Like, you ever try to play something in the car, like, cause you meant it. Like, like it's almost like you try to get a message across. Yeah. I'm like, I, you just realize, like, man, she don't, they don't be listening, bro. They don't be listening. Yeah, they don't listen to music unless you put on their music. Then they listen. Yeah, unless you put on their music. Yeah, yeah. I, I really or like, or like they be like, you know what? I'm sick of this. Can we listen to something else? That'd be they the worst. That, they get to that point. I can't stand it. My girl gets to that point faster than some. <laughs> she be yeah. like, all right. she be like, all right. But what are you doing? I am listening to my music and Bruh. my. Your girl did that to me one time, bro. We was coming back from some community service. Yeah. I'm playing Kendrick. <laughs> she was like, we gonna have to play something else. I'm sorry, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I was like, dang, I am like, driving. That's what she be doing. I just don't understand, like, yo, if I'm driving, don't touch it. Yeah, it's my business. <laughs> it's my business. Me, but me at the same time, I don't really be caring. I be like, play whatever you want, I don't care. Cause I be focusing on driving, so like I, I don't be. I need to start making a playlist because I don't. Sometimes I'd be like, just think of random song. Maybe text. I'd be on the phone driving. It's dangerous. Yeah. So I'd so be like, you know what? Just play with you. And then I'd be like, play this song. I'd be so making. Sometimes it. I do it. Sometimes I do it. But you know, I'm just like. If we on a long, I drive, drive better. I drive better when. It don't matter like, to me. No matter I'm how. Like, rapping the words and stuff. I'm like smooth behind the wheel, bro. Like when I when I'm. In the zone, yeah. But uh, all right. I think we got into the little beat. Put up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put them on that. uh, Classic. 
Yeah, put them in our classic. It's a classic. <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's a classic. Oh my goodness. Um, how how was your overall opinion on the album and everything? Yeah, uh, I think forever is a mighty long time. I've been thinking about the title of this album a lot. You know what I'm saying? And with him, with this being his first independent album, I think forever is a mighty long time means, you know, doing stuff with the amount of effort, realizing that, you know, you do stuff that will last, doing things that will last, you know, that will last past past your lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when you put that type of work in, you know, that's part of being a king, you know, yeah. as they say, you know, doing doing stuff not only just for you, but for those behind you. Um, and so I think Chris going on this journey is, you know, being an independent artist, um, leaving the label and, and putting in the work on the ground. You know, he talks about that a lot uh, in the album. And there's so many things you do that that is worth, you know, lasting a lifetime. Like we, like we talked about, like marriage is something that is not only you doing that for you and your significant other, but that's something that can leave a long lasting effect. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, not just doing things for the money, but doing things for the love always has a, a, a greater outcome. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And being smart with, your decisions, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you, when you, uh, what do you say? Like, like you said, if you, uh, what's good is those riches if you're six feet under. Like, yeah. we have to live, live like we're going to be around at 60. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, man, I, I, this is, this is, this is my favorite career album. Um, he showed us, he gave us, he gave the the true Crip fans like everything we wanted in this album. And so, you know, I, I appreciate him for that. What you got to say, Jay? Uh, wasn't the biggest fan of Big Crip, but, and his album, it was like, okay. But um, uh, some, the, there's songs that stand out to me. The second half is like way better to me than the first half. Yeah. Um and the song like I said, the song Miss Messages had me thinking all week. Yeah. Like I've been thinking about what I've been thinking about all weekend. It's, I think that's important in itself. The song a song like that that could just make you reflect on yourself and like the your the the things that are t- pulling at you and splitting you down the middle. Uh it's it's really important to have stuff like that to that it's it's good. It's really important to have stuff like that to make you think that way. And it's, it, I'm I'm happy that Big Crit was able to do that for me. I forgot to talk about the get up to come down. That is probably number two, like two or three on my yeah. favorite song album. Cause CeeLo straight killed that joint. Number one. And almost, see, have you ever seen CeeLo Green's family? His family? Yeah. Like his wife and kids. What do they look like? These niggas look like the Black Adams family, bro. They look <laughs> weird. I was watching Family Feud, Celebrity Family Feud, and I was like, yo, 
His son looked like Cousin It. It's wild, bro. I was like, yo, this is the Black Adams family. Good for them, but, like, they just look weird, bro. Like, they just look like a weird-ass family. It's, it's good for them. Nothing wrong with it. It's just, like, they look like the Black Adams family. I thought it was hilarious. Just look up CeeLo Green's son. I will. This thing looks uh, like Cousin It. <laughs> Fucking long, straight hair. Thick-ass eyebrows. I like the song. <laughs> I liked how he put CeeLo on there just because of the title. It almost reminds yeah. me Get Up, Get Out by Outkast, but it's Get yeah. Up, Come Down. So having CeeLo was a dope feature. Yeah. And uh, I just love the way CeeLo said nigga. <laughs> oh, wow, your nigga off the couch, bro. <laughs> oh. Good lord, this man just went. Uh, what 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 did Simone say last week? You were uh, I'm a contrarian. contrarian. Yeah, I love a contrarian. I'm gonna tell you this right now, Simone. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant before, but I know what it means now, and I beg to differ. No, I think she's right. Yeah, maybe she is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He has some legends on his album, man. Like Ti. CeeLo, UGK, Jill Scott, Bilal, Bilal, which I don't even, never heard of Bilal's song, but he's on like some legendary albums. He was on Pimple Butterfly. I think he's a good songwriter. So yeah, man, look, I hope uh, hope we've convinced you to go listen to Forever's My Long Time. And even if you don't listen to Forever's My Long Time, check out Critters here. You know, I like that album too. Crit is that's the here. most latest one, right? That's yeah, the that's one. the latest. I like one. that one. I enjoyed that one. He sampled, and then he sampled Jill Scott on Crit is here for the yeah. energy song. Cause boy, I love. love. Well, we, we got to do like a Jill Scott tribute or something one of these days. But you gonna do the out? You gonna you gonna take us out this time? Oh, you want? Right, cool. Well, this yeah. has been the No Clans Podcast. I'm Jay. This is T. Don't forget to subscribe to the website. Subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Falls on everything. We everywhere. We live. We out. We about to make this money. Black women, we love and you. Black women, we love you. I don't <laughs> forget that part. I don't know why Peace. I forgot that part.